all of your works just flawless. Uh, you know, the beautiful thing about this series, sir, is that it gives us a look behind the curtain, an inside look into who you are. It's honest and it's very real and it's genuine. Yep. To someone who might say to you, I know who Magic Johnson is because I watch Winning Time. Right. To that right. person, you would say what? Well, they don't really know because that was somebody telling you something that wasn't true, right? Uh, when you think about they call me Magic, it's coming from my voice right to you. It's other people who play with the Lakers, the real Lakers. Uh, Kareem is in it. Uh, James Worthy, Cooper, you know, Byron Scott, all these guys who were right there as my teammates. Jerry West, who drafted everybody. Coach Riley, who coached us all. Uh, they're all in it. And so uh, Paula Abdul, who was dancing really, you know, as a Laker girl. Uh, Jeannie Buss, who lived it with her father, Dr. Jerry Buss. So winning time is not even close to they call me magic because this is – the truth, this is coming from me and everybody who was there, not uh, somebody's opinion or somebody's thought about what they think happened. <laughs> why, why would we get a recreation when we can go to the source? That's right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Summer of the Uses podcast with Richard Wigan. I am Richard Wigan. And I know we took a break last week, but we're back. For a little bit. We're, we are going to go back into maybe another video podcast here soon. I need to change up how I... I've been wanting to change up the format. But I also want to change up how I go about producing these. Because when I first started off this show in the fall, I was doing two episodes a week. And I like to get back and to get in some kind of rhythm of doing more than one show a week. The goal would be, of course... At least doing one video and then one audio. But we'll see how things go. And then I also want to experiment by going live. And the only way I can actually go live is if I go live on Twitter or Facebook. And then I will distribute it through Anchor.fm, which will put it out through everywhere that you hear. You'll be able to watch it on Spotify and then listen to it on Google, Apple, and all those things. So a few things that I, I wanted to talk about t today, um, it actually might kick off a series of a topic that is really interesting in the realm of when you're writing about somebody's life. I included the clip at the beginning of it. It's an interview that Magic Johnson had on a show called Jake's Takes. I saw it on YouTube. And what he was talking about why I chose to play that clip. He also has a documentary out that he has produced and he is involved with, as are many of the other players of the Lakers on Apple Plus, called They Call Me Magic. It almost goes with what I was talking about with the Aaron Sorkin world, because we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a few directors actually that because I, I mainly want to discuss Adam McKay. He's the one behind Winning Time. But I also want to discuss Aaron Sorkin. Because I had brought up in the past that a lot of Aaron Sorkin's movies, when he writes about real life, shortly after that, another movie comes out to debunk everything Aaron Sorkin brought up as a way of sort of clearing the air on the truth of it. It happened with the Steve Jobs movie. 
and then most recently it happened with being the Ricardos, in which he tells his dramatized, over-dramatized version of Lucio Ball and Desi Arnaz's life, and now we actually have a documentary that actually goes in deeper, that actually shares more intimate moments that makes everything that Aaron Sorkin did just complete garbage. I mean, if you're a fan of these people, it, 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 it's, I'm not a 100% fan of Aaron Sorkin, but I do enjoy The West Wing, but for many different reasons. I'm not into politics, but over the years I've adapted, and I, 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 know, a lot, a lot, uh, I know a lot of politicians' names that I shouldn't have known. And I, this stuff is just sticking to my brain every day that's in the current news. And it's hard to get it out. But sometimes it helps to know some things because when you know, when you later find out that what you just found out is not true. And this, and this has been like this for years when movies would take, you know, liberties. These liberties in people's lives I think depending on whose life that you watch, Taron Edgerton as Elton John is an interesting movie in Rocket Man because we have someone that we actually know the ending result. Yes, the person had a hard life, but he's still alive. And he can still vouch for that. Bohemian Rhapsody, you have the whole life story told of Freddie Mercury. But he's not here to say whether that's true or not, or give his views on would he like it or not. You have many of the other surviving members of Queen that had their input, so it, it did got, kind of get some kind of official stamp on it. The only part that was kind of tricky about it is they do kind of rush events, because you're trying to tell somebody's life story in an hour and a half, two hours, whatever your time frame is. So it's hard to get, it's hard to cover everything. But that's Telling it like that, where it, it, it stands out, where you go... Like I, I always think that every time I watch a movie that's, that's based on somebody's life, I wonder if this is true or not. How much of this is made up? And then you'd be surprised, you know, this is when liberties come in to play, because for entertainment values, some excessive things, some over-exaggerated things, might be thrown in for effect to lighten it up a bit, because... The actual subject matter might be boring. Okay? But then you look up something and go, they left some stuff out that is more interesting. Or they left out stuff that could change the narrative. I brought up the writer, P.J. Travers, for Mary Poppins, the movie Saving Mr. Banks. They left out such a huge part. It would have completely changed the narrative. It would have completely change the way you would look at the movie and for whatever reason they did not want to structure it that way so now we have winning time i'm not into sports but this is interesting to me because we've already talked about it on this show when it did not have a title i was actually talking about it when adam mckay had another movie out called don't look up and he was going around doing interviews and he had mentioned that him and will ferrell had a falling out and i had never known this I was kind of curious to know where Will Ferrell had been in a few Adam McKay projects. Completely did not know that they had not still continued doing things off their production company. Did not know they, they had their separate ways. They had their 
falling out, like I said. So when you find this, when you find these things out, I had to go in a little deeper to find out what happened. And it is this wedding time. And he just had Don't Look Up, which has all these stars in it that he never, Adam McKay never friends with these people. He's accumulated these people through his contacts, through contacts, through contacts, and now he's getting Academy Award winners to be in his movies. That's the opposite direction. No offense to Will Ferrell, but that is the opposite direction right now of Will Ferrell's career. But I do enjoy the fact that not one single actor or actress got nominated from Don't Look Up in either award show ceremony. So that helped. But winning time, when it did not have a title, I, I was I was curious to know what this show was, Will Ferrell wanted to play the part. And that was the problem. Adam McKay did not want Will Ferrell. And behind Will's back, he gets John C. Riley, who plays the part of Jerry Buss. Little did we know that once Winning Time would actually start, there would actually be more problems with it. And this is why I wanted to do this show. Because the Lakers are speaking out. At the top of the show, I, I uh, played what Magic Johnson's take on it was. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has come out. He thinks the movie is dull, or the show is dull. Now, something even more interesting is a guy named Jerry West, who Magic Johnson mentioned, who's a coach. He does not like the way he is depicted in the show at all, so much so he is threatening legal action. He's wanting to go forward with threatening legal action. Jerry West is 83, and apparently there's also another documentary called The Dream Whisperer, and that follows the journey of the Lakers player, Dick Barnett. Okay? And then apparently, when asked about the film, he added something about that it would be nice to watch something accurate and positive, referring to the fact that winning time is the opposite of that. Because it dramatizes and fictionalizes parts of the Lakers' Showtime era. Now, from what I have gathered, basketball games were kind of boring. And this is kind of like the era that really got people into coming and using the platform of the, of the basketball teams to play in order to drive people to get them to watch the show on TV or or show up in person to watch. Like big, big entertaining shows was this whole era, which is the inspiration for Winning Time, which we're being told that is inaccurate. And not only inaccurate, but this Jerry West wants to threaten legal action. You replace the real Jerry West, a consummate professional, with his, with his polar opposite, then portrayed this lie to the public as genuine. You thereby violated the law. To mitigate the harm you've caused, we request the insurance of a retraction of Winning Time's false depiction of Jerry West no later than two weeks from the date of this letter. You also owe Mr. West an apology for your hurtful misrepresentation of his work 
and legacy, plus damages for the harm you caused to his well-earned and stellar reputation. This is all from his attorney, Lewis R. Miller. Oh, Adam McKay, what have you done? This is actually West saying, The series made us all look like cartoon characters. They belittled something good. If I have to, I will take this all the way to the Supreme Court. HBO has no intentions of doing this. Because they put out a statement saying that Winning Time is not a documentary and has not been presented as such. However, the series and its depictions are based on extensive factual research and reliable sourcing, and HBO stands resolutely behind our talented creators and cast who have brought a dramatization of this epic chapter in basketball history to the screen. Let's go back there for a second. Extensive factual research and reliable sourcing. Based off what the Lakers have them have themselves said, not one of them was asked to be part of it. So I don't know what this reliable sourcing is, but it just seems to be that a lot of this was hugely exaggerated. And when you when you remake a show or you're telling somebody's life, you're doing it in a fun you can either do it in a fun fashion or a depressed fashion. You know, like Rocket Man was told in this really, really lavish way, and you you could you could I think you could watch it. Even if you didn't know who Elton John was, it's still visually amazing to watch. Knowing who he is, you know the songs, you know how you know the, the way that they that show was told, that, that film was presented. It's not in order. Playing around with a few things. But tying it together and presenting it to you, and you knew the guy in real life was going to approve of it. So much so that he approves the guy that played him. You know, you don't hear about that so much of, a, of the actor or the person that the actor is portraying enjoying the performance. It doesn't happen all the time like that. But it was told in a different way. It wasn't exactly his life. But it was fun. And you knew it got some approval you know heavily involved with was the person that the show was about so you you had that going for it like i said i'm not into sports but i'm only looking at it from this from a filmmaking perspective if i took on somebody's life if i wanted to tell somebody's story this is multiple lives that he was telling and the fact that hbo says it's not it, it's based off factual research but it's not presented as a I mean, we know it's not presented as a document, uh, documentary. We know that. So they're trying to skid what they're being told and how they can tell it. But in reality, when you're talking about someone's life or multiple lives, if somebody doesn't know the story firsthand and they're told this through the movie, then people are probably going to think this is true. There are some, like like the people I mentioned, Elton John and Freddie Mercury, that maybe there's some parts of your life that you didn't know. And maybe there's parts that you did know. But now we have these other parts that we're not, not too sure about that sound like they could be real. I don't know anything about winning time. 
do not know anything about the Lakers. But what I can guess is the way that it is presented, it's too overly... It's like a, it's almost like a satire, but told through real events, which is from Adam McKay, who's recently been doing these things. At the end of The Other Guys, with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, because they had a character in it, Steve Coogan was like a banker, at the end of the movie, you see real information that is stuff that happened in real life that eventually turned into the uh, real estate crisis of um, 2008, which is, uh, there's a book written about it called The Big Short, and that was turned into a film by Adam McKay. It's told in an entertaining way with entertaining people. You're playing around with facts. You're mixing people. You're, you're making some things that aren't true, but you're telling it in an original way. The stuff was probably boring, but it, it, it needed to get out. And how do you tell something like that in an entertaining way? You you have to change it all around. And it becomes the big short. And they, they talk to the camera. There's little jokes here and there. You have many cameos that are trying to explain things. It's fun, right? That can be told like that because that information... For, for anybody who did not know about it, needed to know what was going on, and they probably weren't going to find out in any other format. Or take it seriously. Take it seriously through the way that it was presented. Then he does a movie called Vice, which is the life of Dick Cheney. Which, again, is like playing around with real events, but intertwining these things that aren't real, but also bringing kind of a relevant take on to now to reflect back on what was back then. You know, it was a big, big thing of talking about a president who was in power, but actually showing that the vice president had more power. So you know you had that fact. You know that was presented to us like that. So the only way you can go about it from there is to is to fill in the gaps and try as much as you can to put some humor in it. Adam McKay and Steve Carell and Christian Bale and Amy Adams and everybody to get this story out there. But is it true? Now we come to winning time, which is in the same category of everything that I just listed. But why is this so different? The big short, you had nobody come forward and say that anything was right or wrong. In Vice, the people that were involved, it it didn't matter what they said, because the things that really happened are based off untrustworthy people. One of the standout scenes was the guy getting the... Uh, telling the whole story is the guy that gives the heart to Dick Cheney. And then it, when they explain the fact of um, when Dick Cheney accidentally shoots somebody, which is a real event, and then had to turn around that the guy who got shot had to apologize. That is so bizarre and so unreal. But it's real. 
and you have to present it in a way to get people in their minds of look how look how odd that is. And that's not a satire. But look how strange that is. That's not made up. Now now we go over the stuff that is made up. But look what we didn't make up. That would because that would have been a stretch. That would have been a thing of Dick Cheney shoots somebody and then they make it that, oh yeah, the guy who shot him apologized. And they oh they tweak that a little bit. But no, that that stuff's true. Because of the pain and suffering that the Cheneys went through that week. See how the world worked? So you had different opinions, and that's what they think that this winning time is. It's somebody somebody else's take. And when you're doing somebody else's life, you're doing multiple lives. Because you gotta you gotta think of the team. The team, the coach. They're telling all these stories and they're not getting one thing right. Or you, or you have the people that are, that were involved are overdoing it, and the people who are involved aren't impressed with it. I mean, it's like the House of Gucci thing. I didn't see House of Gucci, but they weren't too impressed with the Jared Leto character, the family. And you know what uh, Ridley Scott's take on it was? He didn't care. He didn't care about getting permission from the people. He did not care. And they had all this access to Gucci, that's all he cared about. But the actual family in the line, they didn't actually talk to. And they didn't want to get that right. So you have these filmmakers that want to tell their own story. Now it's possible, you know, for somebody to come along and go, hey, yeah, that's a really interesting life. Can I change it so much that it changes your life? Makes your life better. You know, would somebody want to see that? You know, it, that's, the way, that's the way this world has worked. That's the way the world uh, works for Law & Order shows. Ripped from headlines. You know, a lot of their episodes have to be based off what you see out there because that's the way they, they, want, they think they can get relatable to you. If you've heard about a celebrity in the news doing something and then you watch an over-dramatized version of it, you can relate to it in a way because you know part of it is real but you're okay with most of it not being real. That's Law & Order stuff. But when you watch movies like Rocket Man, Bohemian Rhapsody, um, my mom recently watched Judy. You know, Judy is PG-13. <laughs> really. She had a hard life. Really, really hard life. A lot of stuff missing that, you know, PG-13. You know, you, you had your guidelines. You had your tiptoes of, like, 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 just like the Queen thing. Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody. The way they originally wanted to go about it when Sasha Baron Cohen was involved was to go for the hard R and to tell, like, the uncensored story of Freddie Mercury. But no, 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 we, we can't do that. You know, we can't do that. And they, and they tweaked it a little bit, but they make it watchable for... A lot of fans to watch. But it, it's just... It, and, and then Quentin Tarantino. You know? He had a few movies. One was a remake. But he, he decides to kill off Hitler. In his own way. So he changed real events. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... Is an original movie... With original characters... That takes place during the real events of Charles Manson and his people hunting down celebrities or whatever 
and eventually killing the actress Sharon Tate. So you have these different kind of... Because that, that he, he plays around with it in a way... In my, this is my opinion. And I think, I think everybody can get this opinion. Just like the Hitler thing. He changed it because that's the way maybe it should have been. Or wouldn't you have liked like at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, wouldn't you like that to see all that happen to those people that did all those bad things? Wouldn't you like to see bad things happen to them? That didn't happen like that in real life. So with liberties like that, you can, and, and then killing Hitler in a way that he, how he didn't really die, you're playing around with it as some kind of like revenge tactic. That <laughs> was okay, in my opinion, okay. Because you're you're playing with things that were real, but should have happened another way. Like, like when you have something happen that's really really tragic. You know, one of the a, a movie that I, I haven't really done a whole lot of research back into. I haven't seen in a long time was Selena with Jennifer Lopez, and I remember just watching that, and the way that because I, I knew the events, and I know what leads up to it, and it's just so heartbreaking about what really happens. And that movie ends in a realistic way. You go through the whole story. You're having fun. You're having fun in her life. She has a career. She does all this stuff. And just at the end, it just... That's what happened. It was just like... Heart-stopping. And it was too real. Because it was real. And it really hit home for a lot of people. And you probably... You know, at the time, probably put people back to that day because of the way it was done. And you, and you, you can't play around with some things to work out. Everything worked out at the end. There's some things you can have liberties with and some you can't. But with Adam McKay, I just wanted to bring up the fact that he has done this to something that maybe he shouldn't have done. And he was cursed from the start of it, wouldn't you say? I mean, had Will Ferrell been a better part? I don't know. But nobody else seems to like what's been done. So, I don't know. We can, we can only go from there. But you know, it, it's just going to be... It, you, you hardly ever hear somebody be against something so much. I mean, you can, hear, you can have some people go, that's not real. You know, that that's... Overdramatized, you know, but that's not me. They paint me a different light, whatever. This guy, he's really mad. And he really wants them to do something about it. And HBO does not want to. You just don't hear about that a whole lot of the people not happy with how it was. I mean, even like the House of Gucci thing. They weren't they weren't involved with it at all, the family, from what I hear. So, I don't know, different directors, different angles, different opinions. That's that. You know. I think that's all I have to say about that. But I'll end the show because we're still waiting on information to come in on Doctor Who. The announcement of the next Doctor should be coming up pretty soon. 
There is a poll in the Radio Times over there in the UK. Almost 70% of the people want a new doctor. They do not want David Tennant. Small, small percentage want David Tennant to come back. And I guess David Tennant was recently asked about it. And he basically said that, you know, whatever his answer is, the internet is just going to make something out of it. The internet's just going to blow up. Which I understand. You know, if he if he kind of give a little uh, inkling of saying, oh yes, I would love to come back. And that just opens the doors and gets everybody going. Oh, maybe he is coming back. Oh, maybe it's maybe maybe it is so. The thing I have a problem with getting into Doctor Who the way I did, I switched back and forth. We're just now watching the Matt Smith ones, and we're we're now watching the Stephen Moffat-driven show when he was the showrunner, or he was heavily involved in a lot of the scripts, and then later became the showrunner for Sherlock which is my favorite interpretation of Sherlock of Benedict Cumberbatch. But he was, he was also involved with Peter Capaldi's Doctor. And then once they had the switchover with Jodie Whittaker, Chris Chibnall steps in and really changes things up. And he knows. This is, this is what I don't like about some things. I think shows in... Before social media, you just put your idea out there, you put your show out there, it either failed or it succeeded. Now, because everybody can talk to each other on a daily basis about what they actually think and what they actually want to see, now you feel like, okay, you do a season of Doctor Who, you get excited about it, but then you're not too excited about how it turned out. Why not just pretend that it never happened? And, and Chris Chibnall, the most recent showrunner, he has a feeling that's going to happen. He thinks that Russell T. Davies is going to ignore what he did. And I don't, I don't think that's right. Even though I disagree with what Chris Chibnall... I mean, it, it's it's different. It's original. He did, he did lay it out different. Because here's what was given to him. Uh, the Doctor is from 1963 or 1964. And your incarnation is a woman. The character has never been a woman. Go. You go. Okay, I gotta watch what I either watch what I do, or I gotta somehow make these worlds connect, and that's what he did. He created this story that made it look like that time lords have been women, and the Doctor has been a woman back and forth throughout their lives. What do you think would be more realistic with a timeless child episode? Introducing the Fugitive Doctor. The Fugitive Doctor is getting some radio shows, but Chris Chibnall does think that a lot of what he did is going to get overridden by Russell T. Davies. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of don't like that. I think it's, um, I wouldn't like that. It, it makes it look like the Jodie Whittaker seasons were all for nothing. And even if you think that they... The only reason why they couldn't be for anything is because maybe the way the stories were told. But don't ignore everything. There are some per, um, important parts. And if he overrides that, I don't know. We'll find out in a few weeks who the next Doctor is going to be. So stay tuned on that. But I just want to talk about these topics. I thought they were interesting. Um, winning time caught my attention. Especially all the things that 
the Lakers have said and how much how much they really are just railing against it. And, you know, it just it makes you want to know the truth. You know? It, the new films will come out. Magic Johnson has his Apple Plus show, They Call Me Magic, and this other Dream Whispers documentary. That actually is the truth. So you have the truth, and you'll have winning time. And then from there, if that guy, Jerry West, decides to take legal action, then he'll have every right to, and he'll have all this proof out there he needs to show what they got wrong. And we'll just... We'll just see. Before I end this show, today is Friday, and tomorrow is my parents' 39th wedding anniversary. So, happy anniversary to both of you. I love you both so much. We're going to have a great day out, out to eat, and have a great, exciting weekend. And this coming Monday is my dad, Tony's, birthday. So, we're going to have another great day on that day, too. So, happy birthday, Dad. I love you. I'm not too sure if he's going to be able to hear this podcast, uh, but I'll at least let him know that I gave him the shout-out. Uh, I love you. Love you guys. Um, also, when we come back, we'll probably later in the week have another show. Try to get back in the ball of rolling of doing more video podcasts. Um, I'd like to do at least two shows a week. Also looking into doing a live show. I do want to do a live show. Still trying to figure out. I want to go live on Twitter and Facebook at the same time. And then distribute that to Anchor.fm, which will put it out there to all the other places. And all you have to do is subscribe. You don't have to subscribe, but if you download the app Spotify, you can watch our video podcast. We have one up already. It's still a work in progress. But if you haven't already, you can subscribe to Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm. More new exciting announcements coming up in the next few weeks and next month. Really, really great surprises. I'm working on two shows. One's going to be a live sketch show, and the other one's like a show's cut up in bits. Like it's it's, what we'll talk about it. It, it, It's going to be very interesting because when I say live, it's going to be like a live TV channel. We'll, We'll get more into it, and lots of more exciting things are to come. So thank you for listening thus far. Don't forget to subscribe to all of what I have listed before. keep repeating myself a little bit, but you know the drill if you haven't already. Uh, thank you, everybody. I'll see you later. Bye.